2: What is going on? Welcome in to the DFS OG's podcast. Week one in the books. We'll talk over everything that went right, what went wrong, and everything that we're looking forward to here in week two. We are, of course, presented by BetMGM. Make sure you get over there. Use promo code GRINDERS, risk-free bet, up to $1,000. Bet responsibly with that promo code GRINDERS. Let me get to my boys, Head Chopper and Notorious. Noto, we'll start with you this week. Crazy week one, as always, you know, we get a lot of upsets. We had a lot of close games come down to the end. Did you survive the madness? How was week one, my man?
3: Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, Week one was okay for DFS. It was okay for betting. But, uh, yeah, we got to find a new survivor pool. It was uh, madness out there.
2: Brutal. A lot of road favorites last week. And, we, you know, we had our concerns. You're always concerned when there's that many road favorites on the board. Some of them got the job done. Some of them, unfortunately, did not chop. How was week one? How are we doing, my man?
4: Uh, yeah, week one was pretty bad all the way around. Just uh, can't even sugarcoat it. It was just not good. But, you know, it's okay. It's just one week and we'll we'll bounce back. But, uh, yeah, it, the Survivor already lost. this. I can't believe it. First time I've ever played Survivor and I lost in week one. And, and what a way to lose, man. I lost because, you know, I'm, I'm definitely one to – Speak my mind on coaching decisions, but my God, whew, I don't think I've ever seen a worse coached game than uh, Denver on Monday night. And so I'm out, man. I'm out. It's unfortunate.
2: Yeah, uh, that was something for sure. Uh, you, you pay Russell Wilson all this money and then you're going to count on a kicker to, to kick a 64 yard field goal. It was just, it was just bonkers. So uh, we saw a little bit of that in a lot of games. You know, some, some coaching a little bit rusty. Some of these teams a little bit rusty. Uh, some of the quarterback play was horrendous, some surprises. So uh, we'll hit on a lot of that as we go along here in week two, look back uh, at week one and see what these teams did. Any any season-long updates, guys, before we get into things? Cha. Uh
4: I'm looking pretty strong season-long, I'm not going to lie. I feel, I feel good. I feel good, man. Uh, I got Jefferson and Devontae, so that's I got, I got them on the turn. So I feel pretty good.
2: Hard to lose with that pairing in week one. Noto, how them season long streets treating you?
3: Yeah, start a 1-0 in the home league, and uh, with it being a new league, we have a new punishment. So uh, last, place, last place, 18 holes in address dress of our choosing. Nice. So, uh, yeah, just got to avoid that, and uh, <laughs> off to a good start.
2: Oh, I love it. Love them last place pride. Now, that's something outside the box. I, I can get behind that. Love it. Uh, we need some video of that. Whoever it is, uh, we'll have to make sure. <laughs> Uh, they get outed as a last place finisher, but let's get into the games, guys. Another full week of games. We'll try to hit each and every game from a betting perspective, give you our thoughts, give you some of our favorite survivor picks. We have to be better than we were in week one there. And of course, uh, some of our favorite conviction type plays, uh, we'll call it. So let's start, guys. Thursday night. Looks like a fun one. Kansas City hosting the Chargers here at Bet MGM. Looks like Chiefs minus four as of this recording, up from the opening at two and a half. Total also has ticked up from 53 up to 54 and a half. So, Chop, we'll start with you this week, Kansas City. I know there's a lot of worries. Tyreek Hill on the move. What are they going to look like? They went into Arizona and absolutely dominated that Cardinals team. Big game from Kelsey. Juju looked good. Uh, same, Chargers on the other end. Get the W at home against the Raiders. Not as glamorous, but get the job done here. Uh, Right before we recording here, Keenan Allen already ruled out for the Chargers. So, Chop, what do we think here? Both teams get the W. Chiefs certainly look like one of the AFC favorites. We all love the Chargers if you listen to our preseason pod. So, what's going to give here? Can the Chargers go in and get the job done?
4: Yeah, I think they can. I I think they're uh, probably the the better team here, I think. It's in KC, so that obviously gives KC a bigger push. If I was betting this thing, I'm taking the over. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking the over because uh, I don't want to pick a team. But, you know, four, yeah. if if you twisted my arm, I'd take the Chargers plus the four. It just feels like uh, I think they got so many weapons, man. Now, Keenan's out, but by weapons, I mean on defense. I think their defense stands out So uh, as a pretty good – but they're not going to stop Mahomes at home. So I'm going to take the over here.
2: Derek, let's get to you. I'm kind of on the same page with Chop. No strong lean. I'll probably go the Chargers here, even with the line movement. I think we'll see an overreaction uh, by people to Kansas City here. They blow the team out. Chargers kind of barely beat the Raiders. So a lean towards the Chargers, but I do think we get points in this one. Uh, where are you going here on Thursday Night Football?
3: Yeah, quick shout-out to scores and odds, as you see on the screen. Um, just all kinds of different uh, spreads here. You know, BetMGM at three and a half. And then, uh, you know, some of the others you can get four and a half. So just depending on what side you like, make sure to uh, shop for that line. But I'm going to go with the Chargers. I know the Chiefs are great, but I think the Cardinals are just bad. Um, I think that kind of helped, you know, look make a lot of Mahomes and everybody look so good. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. These two teams split last year. They were both close games. Uh, I know Keenan Allen out is going to be a negative, but they have enough pieces on both sides of the ball that uh, I think they're going to be fine. And Casey's going to be without their kicker. He's been a, a big weapon for them over the years.
2: Yeah, he has been ruled out uh, as well. Uh, we'll see. I think they signed uh, another kicker. You don't have to have a, a corner or a safety kick and all. That guy did a pretty damn good job for just kind of coming in off the streets. I mean, kicking kickoffs uh, outside the end zone. So uh, I forget the name of the guy, but they have signed a kicker. But no, Butker. No Keenan Allen in that one. Let's move to Sunday, guys. First game up, Baltimore hosting Miami. This one opened up Baltimore minus four. That's ticked down to three and a half here. at BetMGM. MGM, total has also come down from opening of 46 to 44 and a half. So, no, we'll stay with you. Miami, I think we all liked Miami last week. Uh, I don't know if there was more of us liking Miami or disliking New England. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, Baltimore. Pretty easy win uh, in the Jets or in New York against the Jets. Didn't really have to do much uh, in that game. Lamar, uh, three touchdown passes there. So uh, what do we think here now? A a bigger test for Miami. We've all called them a playoff team, I believe. Baltimore, we know, is always going to be a contender here uh, in the AFC. What do you see going on here, Derek? Dolphins and Ravens.
3: Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, I could see the game going either way. For my pick, I'm going to take the over. Both of these teams passed a lot more than we thought they would uh, in week one. I think the Dolphins were number one in pass rate over expectation. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson just wasn't running that much. Uh, He aired it out a ton. I think he had more air yards than anybody. So, uh, yeah, I think if both of these offenses are going to pass the ball, um, Dobbins will see if he's going to play. But uh, either way, I think it's going to be pass heavy. And when that happens, it stops the clock more, get bigger chunks of of yardage uh, on each play. So give me the over.
2: All right, Chop. Let's go to you here again. Two teams that, that were pretty high on for this season. Two teams that surpassed uh, their week one games. Uh, what are we seeing happening here in week two?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh This is one I really. It's a flip of coin all the way around for this one for me. Uh, I don't think I learned too much about Miami in week one because I do think New England's going to be really, really bad, and we kind of said that leading up to it. And so I don't know that we learned a whole lot about Miami, but. I did like some of the things they did on offense using that speed at wide receiver. So, you know, maybe they got a good coach here. I guess uh, because of that, we're getting the extra half a point here. So maybe give me Miami to hang within that field goal, hang within a field goal. and, And that gives me the spread win. So I'll take Miami. It's kind of where
2: I'm at. Taking the points here, I think these teams are, you know, I know a lot of people probably look at the Ravens as the more dominant team, but I still think there's questions there in the running game. I think Miami's better than people expect, so a uh, coin flip game. I'm going to take the points here uh, with chop, not a conviction play, but I do think uh, we get a very close game here. So give me the Dolphins plus the points as well. Next game, guys, Jets and Browns. Uh, certainly not the sexiest game uh, on the board, uh, Cleveland up to minus six here at bed. MGM started at five and a half total sitting at 40 in this one. So a very low total game here. Chop uh, Cleveland, you know, they go in, they get to the win in Carolina, kind of an ugly win, get out to a lead, let the Panthers back in, but they end up uh, closing out the game on a very long field goal. The jets uh, lose at home to the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens. So. Ugly game. You touching this one? A a 40 is a pretty low total here in the NFL chop.
4: Yes, it is. And, uh, probably deserves to be around a 40. So I'm not going to argue with that side of it. Uh, the jets are who they are. I don't think they're particularly good right now. And and Flacco debatable, whether he's better than Zach Wilson right now or not, I don't know, but I don't think he's anything good. So, you know, I'm, I'm, Like it's hard to say you only win by two points against Carolina, and that's impressive, but it wasn't that bad of a game for Cleveland. You know, I think they showed something. I didn't I don't expect much with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. So I think they got some things done. And I think they were pretty good. What they were pretty good on defense. That's the thing now. 17 fourth quarter points for Carolina in catch up mode, a bomb to Robbie Anderson. That'll hurt the statistics, but for three quarters, they look pretty darn good. I think they can look really good against the Jets. I think they can move the ball enough on the ground with Chubb and Kareem Hunt that I think they cover this spread. I kind of like Cleveland here.
2: All right, Derek, let's get over to you here. Six-point spread, a low total, one team coming off a win, one team coming off a pretty bad loss. What are you doing here, Jets and Browns?
3: Yeah, I'm going to chop on this one. The second they announced Flacco was the starter for week two, uh, I went ahead and locked in the Browns uh, as one of my best bets of the week. Uh, I just think they're going to, you know, dominate both lines, uh, offensive and defensive. Uh, I think they're going to be able to run all over them. And like Chop said, I mean, the Browns played a lot better. Uh, they did, uh, you know, leak a little bit there in the fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, I just have no faith in this Jets team. Um, I thought Flacco might be OK, but, man, 59 pass attempts last week and it looked terrible. So give me the Browns in a wrap.
2: Yeah, no strong take for me on this one. If anything, I think the Jets play a little bit better, but who wants to bet on Joe Flacco right now? Like you said, I mean, this guy threw the ball almost 60 times in that last game, playing from behind the whole game and didn't produce many statistics on all those throws here. Cleveland, we know, can run the ball, can play good defense. Would love to hit under on this as well, even at 40. That would probably be the lean for me, but I'm going to leave this one alone. If anything, that lean towards Cleveland and the under next game, Washington coming off a win against your Jags, Derek. Uh, you know, some ugly plays in that one. Jacksonville certainly had chances to win that game. Uh, they go to Detroit to take on the Lions, another team who certainly had a, a chance to win at the end. I mean, we kind of they were buried for a little bit there uh, after a good start. Philly kind of races out to a big lead. They come all the way back, uh, end up covering the spread, which is the kind of the mo of the Lions here Derek Uh, the spread has moved a lot it opened up at Washington minus one and a half we're all the way to Detroit minus one and a half here at MGM as high as two and a half in some places here so a lot of money swinging towards the Lions here Derek you following that money or you sticking with Washington
3: yeah I'm sipping the blue kool-aid I was more impressed with the Lions loss than I was with Washington's win last week and uh, just looking at some of the the metrics, I know we have very small sample with one game, but Washington dead last and adjusted line yards uh, last week. So uh, if Detroit's going to have success, it's going to be on the ground. Um, Swift looked great. Jamal Williams looked pretty good. And so, yeah, give me the home team. Give me uh, Dan Campbell. Give me the hard knocks. Give me all these guys. Give me uh, Detroit a home for my second best bet.
2: All right, I am locking them in as well as the best bet. I love this spot for the Lions. Again, it's not just the line movement. I think Washington is overrated. I think we've all kind of agreed uh, on that. I think Detroit got that that jitter out of them. Their first game, there was so much excitement, and and they battled with a very good Philadelphia team. I would not call Washington a very good team here. In fact, I think you're going to start to see a guy like Aiden Hutchinson really mark his, his imprint here. With a non-mobile quarterback in Carson Wentz it's always a different challenge with Jalen Hurts so give me Detroit as well chop are we making this a sweep here are you gonna pour some uh, Honolulu blue kool-aid on Derek and I
4: here oh boy here we go yeah I guess we're all three (laughs) locking in I'm liking Detroit as the best bet too man I was impressed with him against uh, Philly and uh, they held in there and that offense Jared Goff played better than I thought he would play and Washington just doesn't. There's I mean, yeah. I don't think Carson Wentz can duplicate that performance again this year. So I really like Detroit here. And uh now it scares me a little bit that we've got a line switch so drastically here and then that, that we're all three on it. Meaning like that's a very seems like a very public kind of bet. And that's typically not the thing I wanna do, but I got Detroit at home, man. Yeah, gotta play it. So get lock that one in for me. Chance beer froze there. I I was thought he was doing some notes there, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of notes to take. So, uh, there's a chance he's oh, he, he right. disconnected. That's fine. Well, I don't know what he said. He locked them in. So, uh, he's got that one in the bag. I guess we'll, we'll can get to the next game and then maybe he'll be back here pretty quickly. And and I uh, hope he doesn't miss anything too much, but the next one is the Colts and the jag you're Jaguars, man. So, uh, The Colts are now minus four. It opened up four and a half. It's Colts minus four. 46 and a half is the total. How do you see it playing out?
3: I have a really tough time with this one. Um, You know, the Jaguars knocked the Colts out of the playoffs last year, so I think there's a little bit more motivation for Indy. They didn't play great last week. And uh, I don't know if you saw this uh, video of Trevor Lawrence trying to fire up his guys on Sunday morning. Uh, He was just like, let's go – Let's go out there and play well. Uh, he just—I don't know if he's uh, like the leader, pump him up type of guy. I hate taking a road favorite, especially in the division. But I just—I can't be betting on my Jags two weeks in a row. So give me the Colts.
2: All right, I'm back. We all, all right. bet on Detroit and everything goes to shit. it's mean, <laughs> kind of a, a sign from the gambling gods, and maybe we shouldn't be locking in uh, the Lions here. But I'm assuming you guys have moved on to Jacksonville and in Indy. I heard Derek talking about his Jags here. Uh, Spratt has moved four and a half uh, down to four here, a total at 46 and a half. So uh sound like Derek was going with the Colts here as a road favorite, the, the pessimistic Jags fan showing back you. up. Chop, did, did you weigh in on this game yet?
4: I have not. All right, what you got? And, uh yeah, I'm feeling like uh, the Colts played a really bad game on the road in week one and that they're going to come out a lot sharper in this game right here. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Colts here on the road. I'm going to go Jags. Uh, mm. I, I
2: took Houston last week, felt pretty good about it with the touchdown here. Uh, Jacksonville, again, feels like a team that got that out of their system. They played a good game. They, they probably should have won that game here. We've seen Indy go down to Jacksonville and struggle before. Still have questions about Matt Ryan. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor – uh, and Michael Pittman looked great uh, as the studs there in that offense. But, Derek, I think your Jags got a shot here. I, I don't even hate a sprinkle on, on the money line here in this one. It would be tough to see the Colts go basically to 0-1-1 on the season here. But I think the Jags got a shot. Uh, I'm going to take the points here with Jacksonville. Not sure I'm going to lock them in as a best bet, but I do like them uh, here with the points uh, at home. So, Derek, anything else here on your Jags? You ready to move on?
3: I mean, I gave him a chance, and they let me down week one. Um, I don't know. I like Chris Kirk in this game, though. Christian Kirk, I think he's going to be real solid. You know, Indy likes to keep everything in front of him, running a lot of slot routes, look great in week one. So that's my take on the game. Yeah, a
2: ton of targets for him. And when you pay a guy 80 million bucks, uh, you better get him the football, and he certainly did that. Uh, as, as bad as Lawrence looked at time, Christian Kirk uh, certainly got the job done. All right, this one should be fun. We got Tampa Bay minus three here in new Orleans that has ticked down it's actually minus 105 here at bet MGM in favor of Tampa plus or minus 115 if you want to be on the Saints 44 and a half on that total is also down from 47 and a half so chop we said Tampa Bay going to Dallas get the job done I I think your Dallas tanking thing I don't know if, if they broke Dak's hand on purpose but Uh, That is certainly looking uh, like it's going to come to fruition here, but a very ugly game. Tampa goes in. They survive. New Orleans, exciting game uh, in Atlanta. Down the entire game, they pull it out uh, at the end of this one. What do you see here, Chop? Well, I know you're a big New Orleans guy. I think I know where you're going uh, with this one, with Tampa coming into town. Uh, But Tampa has the favorites here in New Orleans. What do you got? Yeah, I think, uh, you
4: know, Jameis – and that offense looked really weird for about three quarters. Just like no rhythm. They just couldn't get it together. Their biggest plays were from Taysom Hill, and that was really frustrating sitting there watching that on Sunday. But uh, they eventually got it rolling. And just lock me in here, man. Best bet time right here. Lock it in the Saints at home. First of all, they always give Brady problems with that defense. Congrats, guys! You beat the Cowboys. I told you they were tanking, so I'm not taking. I'm not holding too much weight into that. They're they're gonna they're gonna get after Brady here, and they're gonna make life real tough on him. And I think the Saints win this game going away.
2: I'm also locking in the Saints uh, as a best bet. Love this spot for them. We saw Godwin get hurt. I respect this Saints defense. You know, you mentioned the the Taysom Hill stuff. Frustrating. Uh, for a guy like Alvin Kamara but Michael Thomas comes back looks great Jarvis Landry goes over 100 yards here so I think both sides of the ball this team can get it done Tampa still has the same questions offensive line what does that wide receiver core look like without Godwin and Julio looked pretty good in that last game but uh, I'm going with the Saints here as well and then Derek has the look like it might be another sweep here are you with us on New Orleans
3: yeah, we might be going down in flames together. I'm uh, locking in the Saints as Would well. that be the
2: first time.
3: <laughs> Chop mentioned, I mean, the Saints have kind of had Brady's number since he joined the Bucs, uh, so I like that. I think their defense is a lot better than the Cowboys. Should be able to stifle the run game and uh, mention Godwin being out. So, yeah, I mean, I think Winston, he's got a bunch of receivers to work with. Uh, you know, Thomas was quiet there until the end and then kind of broke out. Still got Olave. Landry looked pretty good too. So, yeah, give me uh, the Saints at home.
2: All right, locking in the Saints uh, for all of us here as best bets. uh, Plus three at home against Tampa Bay. Next game, another interesting one. Carolina coming off that loss to Cleveland to take on the Giants in New York, coming off a big road win uh, in Tennessee, going for two at the end. Huge game for Saquon Barkley, Derek. Now McCaffrey on the other side, back, did not get healthy, is is the joke of the week, uh, but did not have nearly the game. That Saquon Barkley did here at Bet MGM. We got Giants minus two, 43 on the total. So two one and oh one and oh, One team that got the win, one team to get the win. Kind of these middling NFC teams here, Derek. Also a lowish total. What are we doing in this one? Panthers and Giants.
3: Yeah, it was great seeing Saquon Barkley back, uh, just running at such a high level. And uh, I mean, he he made Brian Dable a hero there on that two-point conversion. Yes, it uh, looked like he was stopped and Got him in and then Dable dancing with him in the in the you know locker room. I thought that was pretty cool. So I think this team's rallying around him. Uh the Panthers. I've just never been a Baker Mayfield truther. So yeah, give me the home team. Give me the Giants. I don't have a strong, you know, take on this one. Not going to be a best bet, but I'll take the home team.
2: I'm going to avoid the bet here as well in the spread. I'm going to go under. Uh, th- these are two teams, that you know, offenses look shaky at best. I mean, Carolina, yeah, they put some points on the board. One is on a, a Robbie Anderson, uh wide open 75-yard play. The Giants, as good as Saquon looked. The offense still struggled. So uh, two teams that they may struggle to hit 20 here, Chop. I'm going to go under. No best bets, uh, no spread bet for me here. What are you doing on Panthers and Giants?
4: Yeah, I think, I think the Giants are going to gain a lot of steam here. You know, they they won on the road against Tennessee, and, and the Panthers lost at home against the Cleveland team. So I think when, by the time this thing rolls around on Sunday, I think there will be a lot more bets on the Giants. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to – I'd sit back and kind of wait it out and hope I could get to three, you know, if I'm, if I'm really betting here. But if not, no big deal. I'm still taking the Panthers. I just – yeah, I just think everybody looked at week one and they expect – the giants to win this game. Now, no, it's still the giants. And so I'll get, I'll take a shot. I, you know, Baker, you know, he did some things poorly, but he did some things pretty decently in that last game and he'll, he'll get a little bit better. So I'll take Carolina here.
2: All right, let's move on to new England, traveling to Pittsburgh, uh, new England uh, looked pretty bad in that loss uh, in Miami, another road game for them. Pittsburgh uh, goes into Cincinnati and surprises some people and gets the win. Uh, A little costly, though, as their boy Watt will not be playing for quite some time. It looks like T.J. Watt is going to be out. So a big hit to that defense potentially. We have New England favorites here up to minus one here at Bad MGM. This one's kind of all over the board, opened at, at one and a half. A lot of those are still out there. There's some twos as well. Another low total at 40 and a half. That has ticked down from the open of 42 and a half. So, Chop, I think we're all kind of pessimistic on the Patriots here. They are favorites in this one. Are we buying what we saw last week out of Pittsburgh, or is this one of those trap spots where we're buying week one, they come out laying egg in week two?
4: How in the world is New England favored over anybody? Yeah, that's well, as, when you have to ask that question, as that, that's, road, that's
2: where you have to say, you know, you know what what's going you know. on with
4: this? You know, I'm not going to lock it in because uh, the Steelers are dealing with some major injuries. I don't, you know, Najee Harris looks like, you know, nothing right now. He's hurt. And Watt's not going to play. And that's your defensive MVP. But, I mean, I'd take the Steelers. I'm just not going to lock it in because of the injuries. But I'm definitely taking the Steelers. I thought they looked uh, – the defense looked good. It's Joe Burrow. That's Jamar Chase. They forced a lot of turnovers. I know some of, it, some of the, the flu, uh, fluky stuff, but – they still looked really good, and the offense looked better than it did last year. That's with a really bad Najee Harris, and so they'll get better. But I'm taking the Steelers here, I'm just not locking it in. But I think uh, there's no way I can take a, a favorite on the road like the Patriots. No way.
2: I, I'm in the same spot. I still, you know, you, you look at this line and it's fishy. Why? Well, how in the hell is New England a favorite here? But but Derek, I just can't bring myself to bet a New England team in Pittsburgh. Even if Pittsburgh was out was without Watts, still a very good defense here, still a team that can run the football. And if you, you put them side by side, I think Pittsburgh's the more talented team on both sides of the ball. That being said, this line doesn't seem right. So I don't really want to back either of these teams. Uh, do you have a lean on Pittsburgh and New England?
3: I do not. If I had a power rank to 32 teams, I think these two would be in the bottom five for me. Um, so I don't want to bet you know my money on either of these teams. Uh, the Steelers got incredibly lucky, plus five in the turnover department against the Bengals last week, and then the Patriots just looked terrible. So give me the under. Uh, I don't think Trubisky and Mac Jones are going to do much in this one. That's kind of where I'm at. That
2: under, even at uh, 48 and a half, 41, uh, I think is probably the play here. Two, two bad teams. I'm with – I don't know if I'd have them bottom five, Derek. Uh, that's, that's down there. But uh, uh, certainly uh, two teams that, that are more name brand. Uh, than anything else at this point. All right, let's move to the afternoon window. First game Atlanta traveling to LA to take on the Rams. Got a very big spread here in this one 10 and a half uh, in favor of the Rams. Well, this thing opened at 13, Derek. So it has come down quite a bit. Total at 47 and a half. Two teams coming off losses. Uh, LA gets blitzed uh, in that opening night game against Buffalo. Uh, Atlanta should have had the win, could have had the win, come up short. Uh, in that game against the saints. So our first very big spread of the season, Derek, what are you doing here? Atlanta
3: and the Rams. I mean, Atlanta played well, ended up losing, you know, kind of a tough fashion there last week. And then the Rams uh, obviously didn't look great, but they're gonna have some extra rest. Uh, I think they have 10 days rest for this one. I just think they're going to bounce back in a big way. You know, Atlanta on the road. Don't really trust Mariota. Uh, If they fall behind early, I just think, uh, you know, he could make some more mistakes and, I think the Rams defense is going to capitalize on them. So don't love it, but I will take the Rams.
2: All right, I'm on the other side of this one. Uh, I think the Falcons showed enough here uh, competing with New Orleans. Uh, They're a team that I think we all kind of liked as maybe an undervalued team. I know it's a tough draw. Going to L.A., going to have revenge on their mind, Uh, you know, very well could get blown out. But, chop. I hate to say it. I I don't hate what I saw out of Mariota last week, a guy that was very mobile, Cordell Patterson, the big game. Didn't get much out of Kyle Pitts and still hung in that game. Drake London looked good. Uh, it's the defense that I'm concerned with. That Rams offense looked lost. Are they going to figure it out here over this 10-day window and blow out the Falcons, or are you with me and are you taking the points with Atlanta?
4: I, I kind of knew Mariota was going to look good. This is his old offensive coordinator that he had in Tennessee, so he's he's familiar with it all. I think he's, he still has a little bit left in the tank, but I think the Rams kind of got embarrassed there uh, in week one, and. So I think they. I'm with Derek as far as I think they bounce back strong here. So I would take the Rams. But my goodness, can we do can we do something with Allen Robinson besides calisthenics out there on the field for for 60 minutes, man? Get the guy some targets or something, man. He's not. I I don't know if you guys saw clips that isolated just him and his matchup in that game, but he wasn't even running routes. He was just out there like literally walking around. So they got to do so. You can't pay that guy. Please don't tell me Allen Robinson is that washed already. Please don't tell me that because I'm going to be very upset. I really had high expectations for him, so we'll see how that plays out.
2: A lot of people on that, a Rob, is washed train. So uh, they took their early victory lap, so we'll see what happens here. So we'll kind of split on that one. Let's move on to the NFC West, the first place, Seattle Seahawks. unbelievable win (laughs) over the Denver Broncos, a very shocking win. Uh, a lot went wrong for Denver to get them there, the couple fumbles on the goal line, uh, the play calling towards the end, and we could point at a lot of things, but here we sit, Seattle 1-0, traveling to San Francisco, another big spread here, chopped uh, Niners by 9.5 in this one, total at 41.5, now the Niners go to Chicago and, and drop a dud there, now there was, no, it was a monsoon, the field was basically flooded, but Chop, how concerned are you with this Niners team, specifically with Trey Lance, who the three of us talked about uh, before the show, potentially the worst starting quarterback in the league, what was brought up in our chat here. So do they bounce back? Do you have concerns there? And is any of this we saw from Seattle legit and going to play out here in San Francisco?
4: What a weird week one for both these teams. I couldn't believe Geno Smith looked that sharp against what I thought was a good defense going into the year. And you know I'm watching that first half; they just couldn't stop Seattle. Denver couldn't like it was the weirdest thing. And then on the flip side, I expected a little bit more out of uh, Trey Lance and the Niners, and they and they drop a game to Chicago. And Trey Lance looked like, like he just p- picked up a football last week for the first time. I don't know what was going on there, man. But uh, I'm gonna blink. I'm gonna maybe think the the bad weather had a lot to do with it. Maybe hopefully, and uh, that he get he bounces back. I'm gonna take. I'm going to take the Niners here. Not quite enough to lock them in, but I think I think Frisco rolls them up, uh, playing some good defense, and, and they shut down Geno Smith. I don't expect Geno to have another first half like he did against Denver. So I'll take the Niners here. I think they bounce back pretty strong, and, and Lance has a pretty good game. and uh, Pretty good game on the ground. I don't know how good of a passer he's going to be moving forward, but I'll take the Niners here.
2: I'm with you on the Niners. Uh, I'm I'm not sure yet if I'm going to lock them in. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I got about six or seven I like. Uh, they are certainly on the fringe. I, I don't think anybody's going to want to bet the Niners, uh, coming off that game in Chicago, seeing that high spread. Looking at what Seattle did, they beat Denver. Uh, they're going to go in and compete here. I call nonsense. I, I think we're going to get a, a ground and pound effort. I think the defense is going to look much sharper here uh, against Geno going on the road. Very, you know, it's a lot easier at home. Crowd on your side. You know, things are looking good. Now you got to travel on the road. Uh, I like the Niners here, Derek. Your thoughts here, Seattle and San Francisco.
3: Yeah, I mean, Seattle, they got to open their season at home in primetime against their ex, I mean, in Russell Wilson. I mean, that was, that was as fired up as they're going to be all season. And it took two goal line fumbles and uh, some of the worst play calling, as Chad mentioned at the top of the show, that we've seen in quite some time. So I am not uh, buying into Seattle. Niners, we don't know. I mean, we can just throw out that game uh, from last week, I think, uh, just in the monsoon and all that. Trey Lance, if you are still a believer, this is as cheap as you're going to see his stock probably the rest of the season until he gets benched, uh, if he does. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go trade for Lance in your leagues, uh, I don't hate it. Um, Just, you know, throw out something bad and see if somebody takes it. But I'm with you guys. I'll take the Niners just because I think the Seahawks, that was their Super Bowl last week.
2: Yeah, he was probably dropped in a lot of leagues as well. You know, people panicking and hopping off. Uh, Even in DFS, uh, a guy that can run is always an intriguing play. As bad as he's looked, uh, if he he puts the rushing game together, throws a couple touchdowns, you're going to be very happy at a cheap cost uh, and low ownership. So just keep that one uh, in mind. All right, let's get to the next one. Cincinnati coming off a horrible loss. Like you said, Derek, turnovers galore. Joe Burrow was absolutely horrendous uh, in that game. They lose T. Higgins. Uh, to a concussion they travel to dallas take on the cowboys who also look terrible lost their quarterback uh, for what sounds like six to eight weeks so the cooper rush show uh starting here in dallas derek this thing has inflated all the way to cincinnati minus eight here on the road total at 41 and a half derek is that too many points has it gone too far not enough points what are you doing here cincinnati and dallas
3: yeah, I had more invested in the Bengals winning last week than I did in any other team, so uh, I ended up watching the entire game. Minus five in the turnover department. Jamar Chase had three touchdowns, uh, and only one of them was called. He was an inch away from two other touchdowns. They miss an extra point to win. They miss a field goal to win. I'm still buying uh, the Bengals. I think the offensive line is better. Uh, we saw obviously saw Dallas. I don't trust Cooper Rush. Uh, it's it's never good when Zeke. Is your best offensive player, Uh, and he looked better than anyone else uh, for the Cowboys last week. So I'm taking the big road favorite. I don't feel great about it. If you can uh, get it down to six and a half, I would feel a lot better, but I will be locking in the Bengals uh, as my fourth best bet.
1: All right,
2: locking them in. Let's get to our resident Cowboys expert, uh, Chop. Uh, Your thoughts here, Cooper Rush taking over. The offense did not look great. Uh, in that one, Cincinnati coming off a, a horrible loss. Do they bounce back, throttle your Cowboys? We get a close game here. Thoughts, Bengals and Cowboys?
4: Yeah, this is a massive spread for the road. I don't care. I know the Cowboys are really uh, in bad shape right now. It's so big that uh, I would take C- Cincinnati, but I can't lock it in. It's just, it's just a lot of points. But I, I agree with what uh, Derek said. I think Cincinnati comes in here and wins this game. Uh, They're just the better team by far. I I worry about everything about the the Cowboys. The only thing I don't worry, I think the defense is looking up. I think the arrow is pointing up on the defense. So that's the one thing that could maybe keep them within this spread. It's certainly not going to be the offense. uh, But the defense is strong enough to maybe keep them within this heavy spread. So uh, I'm going to take Cincy. Can't lock them in, though.
2: All right, I'm going to lean under on that one. Uh, don't have a, a strong take on the spread. I'm probably with you guys in Cincinnati, but it seemed like a lot of points. So I think we get an uglier game, especially on the Dallas side of things. So I'll go under uh, on that total. Next game, Houston uh, coming off that tie at Indy. I mean, they had a game one up 20 to three. Uh, let Indy go back in. What'd you guys think of them playing for that tie? I'm, I'm sure you saw the end of that game. Basically ball at midfield. You You either punt, Uh, and play for that tie, or you go for it, giving Indy the ball at at midfield with two timeouts left. So, Chop, what would you think of that call uh, by Lovey Smith?
4: Um, I'm kind of torn. Like, you're either going to play for the tie, and that's what you're going to do, or, but if you go for it, you're basically giving them a win. You're not, you know, they're going to be within field goal range on the next play. So, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. For, For Houston, I don't you know, you're not expected to do anything this year. Might as well get you a tie. Probably can't feel that bad. It almost feels like a win. Hey, It was Indianapolis, so I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I'm torn. I don't even I don't even know what to think about that one.
2: It's just funny. A losing team are like, ah, yeah, they should have gone for the tie. You know, if a, if a winning yeah, organization I'm... does that, you know, we're going to be ripping them to the shreds. What are you doing? Fire everybody. Why do we even have ties? Why can't we just play until there's a winner? That I don't understand. I know it's the whole safety and injury, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Derek, agree. your thoughts on punting for can't the there, tie?
4: Can't there be something like, uh, before Derek, like, maybe not a field goal kickoff. I'm not saying that like a like a soccer kickoff or anything, but something, maybe something within the stats where, OK, if we're tied after the overtime, then we'll defer to this particular stat. So you better dominate this stuff during. I don't know what that is. I don't have, but something like that. Just a tie is is really weird. Or do like the uh, college football does. After two overtimes, they don't want to do this all day long. Nothing but two point conversions back and forth. You trade until one team makes one and one team can't answer. So do something like that.
2: Would love to see college overtime transferred over. Even if even if we did this ten minute period and then went to something like that. Uh, That would be viable as well. Derek, punting from the 50, yay or nay?
3: I mean, while you're watching it, you're thinking, what are you doing? Uh, You've got to go for it. But then looking back, I mean, they had no momentum. Uh, Like Chop said, if you don't get that conversion, you've pretty much given the game to the Colts. So a small victory, I guess, for Lovey Smith and the crew. Just get them going for the rest of the season. I get it, but uh, I don't love it. All right, let's
2: talk Texans here in Denver. Uh, Ten-point underdogs here, uh, down from ten-and-a-half total at 45 in this one. Derek, we'll stay with you here. Again, the Texans, I I said last week, I think they're going to be scrappy. I think they're going to surprise some people. I'm I'm not proclaiming them to be a playoff team, but uh, certainly did that in week one. Can they go to Denver and do it again here in week two? A team uh, probably pretty angry coming off uh, that loss in Seattle. Derek, what are you doing with this one?
3: Yeah, I'll side with the Broncos in this one. I think I'll probably make it my my last best bet. <laughs> but it's just funny. I mean, I have a couple friends that are Seahawks fans, and uh, you saw all this ex-Seahawks players just come out with all this hate for Russell Wilson now that he's on the Broncos. He's just um, he talks about being like the best team player and all that, but I don't think any of his teammates ever are really that close to him. You now after the game, he was talking about he only plays for one person, the man above, and it's just. He's hard to relate to, I think, as a teammate. But anyway, I think the Broncos bounce back. Javante Williams looked great. Um, I think Corlin Sutton's going to, you know, have a much bigger role moving forward. I think the defense played fine. Um, they just didn't get, you know, they had a couple of turnovers. They just didn't score on the goal line, and I think that changes at home.
2: Chop, let's go to you. I, I'm going to lean Houston the points here again. Uh, it will not be a best bet uh, this week. Uh, for me here on Houston, I agree with some of what Derek said. I mean, to see the crowd booing Russell Wilson, uh, where he spent uh, all of his career bringing that team a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, thoughts on Russ, thoughts on, on Houston in week one, and does Denver bounce back here and cover this big spread in week two?
4: How's my mic? Can you, can you, am I pretty good right we now? We got you, we got okay. Because the first time I ever venture into doing a survivor, and I'm looking forward to to this thing going, you know. <laughs> several weeks and having a little fun with it i get bounced in week one russell put down your dumbass tiktok and and try to complete some passes out there man do something for me man you're out there i don't know what you're doing man but it doesn't look good i'll tell you that much like i'm gonna take denver i'm gonna lock them in this week because they've got to bounce back here they're at home houston I, I get it. You were in a hostile environment in Seattle, probably the most hostile environment you might be in all year long. They, they really legit hate you, Russell. That's You got to look in the mirror, pal. You really do, man. If, if all these guys hate you that much, so something's going on there. So look in the mirror, but bounce back this week, please. Do something for me. I think that Denver, like there's so many weapons, right? Like Javante coming out of the backfield caught like 15 passes on one. He's got that going for him. He's really good. And uh, Judy, with his speed, was awesome. I can't believe they couldn't get him the ball more on Monday night. Sutton is the big guy going downfield for the touchdowns. I expect them to do more with him this week. So I think it all sets up well for Denver. So I'm taking Denver in a big bounce back here. Lock them in, but please, Russell, let's concentrate on some football, man. Let's you know, let's do, let's leave the other stuff behind for just just a few weeks, man.
2: Russ is listening. He's a big, big fan of the show here. So uh, take taking those please uh, from chop. Uh, we'll see if they can write uh, the ship uh, and cover this big 10 point spread at home against Houston. All right, next one. Chop, we'll stay with you. Big total here uh, in this one, as you'd expect, Arizona and the Raiders uh, Raiders opened up two and a half point favorites. That has ballooned to five and a half here, uh, total at 51 and a half. So, Top two teams that you know, high expectations coming into the year. The Raiders uh, were in that game with the Chargers, just could never get over the hump. Devontae Adams comes in, gets, gets 17 targets uh, in that game, so makes an instant impact. Arizona side, they just look terrible uh, from top to bottom. There was not a lot to write home here about Arizona. I know they're dealing with some injuries in the receiver core. We'll see uh, if they get Rondale Moore back here, Chop. But, I love Vegas in the spot. I don't know if it's a week one overreaction. I just think Arizona is highly overrated here. So I'm going to lock in a Vegas minus the five and a half as a best bet. You with me? You think Arizona bounces back? What are you doing here, Cardinals and the Raiders?
4: I think I got a pretty good idea who the Raiders are. And, you know, very similar to last year. I, I, I saw some good things in, in a tough matchup in week one. The Cardinals, I have no idea who they are. I don't know if Kansas City is just really good and they win it on the road and rolled Arizona or if Arizona's just really bad with, like, one receiver. They got one good wide receiver, and that guy was run out of Baltimore. They they traded him out of Baltimore. So that tells you And that's a contending Baltimore team that could really use wide receivers. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you know, J.J. White might come back this week. Is that your savior on defense? I mean, the guy's like, you know. 47 years old. I don't I can't remember what he is, but I don't know what's going on with Arizona. Got a pretty good idea of the Raiders, but because of that, I can't really touch the spread here because Arizona might be okay. I don't know, maybe just a bad week. So I think the Raiders can put up some points. I think at the end of the day, Arizona's can put up some points. I'll take the over just for the entertainment value.
2: Yeah, I like the over there as well. So yeah, I like the Raiders. I like the over for maybe a little two-team parlay, but uh, certainly should see some points here. Two defenses that, to be honest, have a, have a lot of question marks uh, going into this season and certainly didn't answer any of those questions uh, in week one. So I uh, like the over there with you, Chop. Noto, I'm on the Raiders. We both like the over. He's taking the Cardinals, doing something different. What do you got here? Cardinals and Raiders.
3: Yeah, one of my takes heading into the season was that the Raiders were overrated. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals look terrible, so I don't want to trust them, but I haven't taken any uh, underdogs yet. So I'll take the five and a half and just hope that Kyler can keep it close. Maybe a backdoor uh, cover in this one.
2: All right, let's move on to Green Bay and Chicago Sunday night football in Lambeau Field, Green Bay. Minus 10 here at home. That's ticked up from nine and a half total at 42 and a half. So Packers looked bad uh, from the start. Uh, Christian Watson gets wide open uh, on about a 75 yarder. Rogers drops it in there and he drops it and everything went downhill from there. It was a game I was concerned about. I liked Minnesota uh, in that game last week, but coming here at home against Chicago gets a big win. At home, Derek. What what happens here? I mean, do we see that? Do we see the Bears team that survived? You got a W. Look pretty good. Do we see the Bears team that we thought would be one of the worst in the NFL? Green Bay, the same question. Expected to be one of the better teams. We saw them do this last season. Drop a dud uh, in Week One against New Orleans, and then go on a roll here. Do they bounce back here, or Chicago keep this game close? Potentially stun Green Bay at home.
3: This is a tough one. Uh, the Bears, I don't think their defense is any good. Uh, I know they were okay last week against Fields or trade Lance, but um, yeah, I mean, again, that was in a monsoon and I love the Packers running backs. I think both of them are going to have a big game here, but for my pick, I wrote down tell beer, uh, whatever beer does, that's what I'm going to do because you were uh, on it last week with the Vikings, uh, locking them in there as one of your best bets. So it's your team. So I'm going to tell whatever you do.
2: I'm, I'm going to back Green Bay here. Uh, it's a big spread. I worry about it. Chicago has traditionally uh, played pretty well uh, in Lambeau Field. Uh, I'm expecting the defense to play better. I'm expecting uh, Rodgers to really light a fire on a lot of these wide receivers here this week. And if not, lean on his veterans. Lean on Cobb. Lean on, lean on Tunyon. Lean more on Aaron Jones. They've discussed they got to get him the ball more. But I agree with you. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Chicago d- did enough to get that win at home can they go on the road and score points is always going to be the question here. So hate that it's 10. You know, I wish it was closer to eight, but I'm actually going to lock in uh, green Bay this time Uh, going opposite of last week. I'm going to lock green Bay in as one of my best bets here. So chop, are you with me? Do you think Chicago keeps this one close? What are you doing here on Sunday night football? Bears, Packers.
4: Lock them in for me. Green Bay, lock it in, lock it in green Bay. Like it's a big bounce back spot. The bears, That was their Super Bowl in week one at home. Perfect conditions for them to pull an upset. The weather was atrocious right up their alley. You go to Green Bay now, uh, what what is probably going to be a a pretty pissed off Aaron Rodgers at home. I think the Bears are in big trouble here. Lock me in for Green Bay.
2: All right, let's move to Monday night. It's so weird. We got two Monday night games. Usually we see that in week one. I'm not so sure why we have it in week two, but here we are. First one is Tennessee traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This one opened at Buffalo minus seven and a half. That has ballooned to the Bills minus 10 total at 48 and a half. Chopped the Bills at everything we thought they would do. You know, they're the favorite to win the whole thing. They go out, they make a statement, uh, and they dominate the Rams in LA. Now they come home, take on a Titans team that couldn't beat the Giants at home, and a team I think we all have concerns with. So, is this a spot? Buffalo just rolls, or can Tennessee pull it together, stay competitive, potentially win on the road here in Buffalo?
4: Yeah. You need to look at the, my records here. Do I have any more locks left this week, or did I use all you five? You have I
2: mean, one left nine. by my count. Yeah, I'm
4: going to use it on this game because the next game is really a coin flip, but I'm going to use it on this game right here. I'm taking Buffalo as a lock, and uh, I say that for a myriad of reasons. Number one, Tennessee didn't impress me. And we won it all. Like, what is Tennessee going to do this game to move the ball? Derrick Henry? Like, that's their only bet. This guy, he doesn't have the receivers. Tiny Hill doesn't have the receivers. He just couldn't really get the ball downfield very much here. Relying everything on Derrick Henry, Buffalo has fortified that defensive line to stop the run in the middle. It's going to be a tough, a, a tough deal to, uh, to depend on Henry this whole game. And I'll say this right now: If they don't get any significant injuries, how do you how how are, how is somebody going to go into Buffalo and beat Buffalo in the playoffs? I don't see it, man. They look so sharp in that game. Like they they lost Brian Dayball, and their offensive play calling probably looks sharper than it has with at any point with Dayball there. Ken Dorsey did a great job. Coaching staff does a great job. They use you know. They use their analytics. They go for it when you probably should go for it. They don't go for it when you shouldn't. They got the best quarterback in the game right now all around. And I say that, you know, knowing Mahomes is really good. But, like, if you're in third down and two, third down and three, who else do you want quarterback? Because this guy can't be stopped. He's freaking a linebacker size. And he can throw the ball with a rocket arm like – if they don't get hurt, they're your Super Bowl champions, I think. But I'm locking them in this week. I'm really impressed with Buffalo. And I, and I hate to say it because those, those goofballs in Buffalo like to jump off the roofs and onto the tables and stuff. And I don't really need to see that all December and January in the playoffs. But I guess we're going to have to get our, our eye full of that stuff because uh, they're, they're coming, man.
2: Yeah, we're going to see a lot of table crashing, uh, for sure. Uh, I've said multiple times that this team feels like that that New England team that just trucked everybody. I I think they're that much better uh, than the field. Maybe Kansas City can make an argument. Uh, Maybe there's a handful of teams, but for the most part, I think you're going to see this team roll through everybody. So I'm not locking this one in, chop. but I'm on your side here. I think Buffalo rolls in this one. Slow down, Derrick Henry. You win this game. Unless you get a miracle performance out of Ryan Tannehill that we have not seen uh, in years. So uh, I'll go Buffalo here as well. Not quite a best bet, but right on the fringe, Derek, your thoughts here. You're going with us with Buffalo Titans have a chance in this one. Titans bills. What do you got?
3: I agree with everything you guys said about the bills. They look unstoppable at this point. And we talked about the Titans kind of taking a step back in our preseason show. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Derek Henry just get trucked uh, against the giants last week. He got de And when that happened, it just kind of felt like this is the team that's not going to bully people anymore. Uh, And I just don't – I don't see them competing in this game. I don't see them competing in their own division. So, yeah, I'm with you. Give me the bills. All right, last game. And, again, it's going to
2: be – you're going to have to have a two-TV setup here. One one starts at 7.15 Eastern, the other one at 8.30. We got Minnesota and Philadelphia closing out the week. Philly gets the win in Detroit. Minnesota gets the big win at home against my Packers spread, sitting at 2.5 here at BetMGM in favorit. Of the Eagles, 50 and a half on the total. So Derek, let's finish it up with the two teams look pretty good uh, in week one, especially on the offensive side of the ball. What happens here in Philly? Vikings, Phillies to close out the week.
3: I see this Eagles, as a Eagles, yeah Phillies. I see this as a true uh pick'em. Um, but Justin Jefferson, man, this guy looks like he could be breaking some records. They're moving him all over the field. Love that. Uh, love what Kevin O'Connell's bringing to the table for the Vikings. And then the Eagles, I think their offense looks pretty good too. So I'm just taking the over. Uh, I have respect for both defenses, but I think it's just going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't want to pick a side, so give me the over.
2: All right, I'm going to lock in Philly uh, as a best bet here. I, I really liked what I saw here. Again, Minnesota, I think, is very underrated. But uh, let's see what they look like uh, on the road here. I think Philly can lean a little bit more on their run game on their defense than Minnesota can. Jefferson, an absolute stud. Probably should be a Philadelphia Eagle. They, they drafted Jalen Rager uh, over him, who's now a teammate of Jefferson's. But uh, I just think Philly, the, the better team here. So give me the home team. I agree with you, Derek. Should be a close game. But when it's at two, it's under the field goal. I like Philly here in this spot. I'm locking them in as a best bet. Chop, finish this up here for week two. Vikings and Eagles, what do you got?
4: Oh. And so I don't have a best bet left. I probably wouldn't use it here anyway because I think this is a really good game. I'm going to say – I'm going to take the over here. And my analysis on this would be, uh, you know, if the Vikings somehow j- jump out ahead. I mean, Jalen Hurts, there's probably no better quarterback in the NFL at like just playing catch-up and just garbage time. Let's just, you know, do everything to get points on the board. So you got that going for you. Or it could just be a flat-out shootout. There's a lot of ways you could hit this game the over. So. I like the over here. I'll say the Eagles. I think are still really tough, uh, and they're probably one of, one of my favorite teams in the NFC to come out of the NFC. I think they got, they got a lot of good things going for them, but man, they were. I was not impressed with their defense so much last week. Uh, and on the Viking side, man, I'll tell you what, you see a coach like that come up, a nice, you know, you take a chance on a, on a young up and coming coach. Looks like it's going to pay off instead of one of these retreads, you know, we're seeing at other teams higher, which is terrible. Like, uh, you want to, like, that was one of the best defenses. Green Bay is going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's not like they fell off, you know, overnight. They were, that Minnesota game plan was just so good. It, It made them look, it made them look really bad at times. You saw some, you saw some plays where Justin Jefferson didn't have a guy 10 yards around him. And you wonder why. And then you look, and you go back, you dig into it a little bit. And it's because on something like an ungodly, I don't even, over 50% of his uh, routes or his catches, he had a linebacker on him. They matched, they got him a linebacker. That's coaching right there. Getting a line by getting you in mismatches. And not just jamming the ball in there when you have Jair Alexander shadowing you or something like that. They got him mismatches. That's great coaching. He's going to have a big year because of that. this team is going to be pretty good because of that. So I think they can score some points. I'll take the over, but super impressed with what Minnesota did in week one.
2: Yeah, no doubt. They look great. They've been undervalued through this whole process. I think you'll continue to see them be undervalued here. And I like that over call with you. I just think Philadelphia is still the superior team when we line these two up next to each other. So give me the home team. Uh, in this one and that will do it for week two again two Monday night football games a little odd but our best bets here to do a quick recap make sure uh, everything is right chop has Detroit at home against Washington New Orleans as an underdog at home against Tampa Bay Denver uh, at home against Houston Green Bay to beat Chicago and Buffalo uh, to dominate Tennessee Noto going with Cleveland Detroit New Orleans Cincinnati and Denver and I have Detroit, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Green Bay, and Philly. So a little bit a little bit of carryover here. All three of us on Detroit, all three of us on the Saints, two of you guys on Denver, two of us on Green Bay. So those end up uh, as some of the best bets. Again, thank you to our friends over at BetMGM for being great sponsors here of the show. Promo code GRINDERS going to get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So go and check them out. Uh, great sponsors here of the show. Guys, final thoughts here, week two. Nodo, we'll start with you, buddy. What do you got?
3: All right, kind of random, but we got a couple minutes. Uh, so we were playing uh, Lot and Thinks, which is a game where you just come up with crazy questions, ask your friends, and you try to guess what they're going to guess. Anyway, my question was, how many times has Josh Allen thrown a football and said that's crisp? Those exact words right after throwing a football. You wouldn't believe the the wide range of uh, answers I got. So I wanted you guys to kind of settle Settle the debate. Um, How many times do you think that Josh Allen said, that's crisp after throwing a football?
2: I'm going to say zero. That doesn't doesn't sound like something uh, a country boy is going to say from Wyoming. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but it sound like a a Josh Allenism. So lock me in for zero. Chop, what do you got?
4: I mean, right after throwing a football, I'm going to say zero. (laughs) Because I can imagine he says, that's crisp, like he's out in the Wyoming air or something like that. But – not just after throwing a football, I don't see
3: it. <laughs> so yeah, the one answer was zero. One was like twenty. Another one was eleven thousand. So uh, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> we we uh, talked about this for hours after after the the results came in. But yeah, I think you guys are closer to the real answer.
2: Interesting question. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to uh, incorporate that game uh, into the show here. I kind of like it. Chop. Final thoughts, week two, buddy. What do we got?
4: ready to get week two here so we can get the uh, stench of week one behind us and, and get to roll we'll just we'll just call it a slow start so we're, we're on our any week this is our week right here this is this is our week and we're we're
2: all looking for that second chance survivor pool so if you have you got one ready, let us know yeah if,
1: if you oh, got one out there
2: I mean we all, we all kind of that's why I hate survivor pools you, you make one bad play in week one uh, and you are gone so uh we are looking for those second chance survivor pools. Uh, if you got anything, hit us up. If you got any recommendations, anything you want us to talk about here on the show, we appreciate the feedback. If you want to give the show a five-star review, we'd love that as well, wherever you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click that thumbs up button. and uh, Leave any commentary there as well. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Best of luck here in week two for Notorious, for head chopper, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week.